Okay, this, uh, this particular case study then, it's interesting because it shows the overlap between a variety of different kinds of imagery technique. And there is a tendency for people to, in the Jungian world, to separate them off as if they are completely different in kind. But those differences are superficial with respect to how the effect is achieved, which is deep structure, and very often it's psychophysiological. In this particular case, then, we had a man in his 50s, and his background broadly was that he was a very strict Irish Roman Catholic, and that formed the core of his value system and his beliefs. It has regulated his family and the family dynamics, of course, for the whole of his life, and previous to his lifetime, back over many, many generations. So the family system then had that as its core value and belief system. Now, as a result of something which had happened in his early life, he developed a disorder called psoriasis, which involves in some cases, very severe cases, and he had been this bad that his entire body was covered in a lesion which involved raised skin, which uh, scaled over. Uh, incredibly itchy, uh, socially disfiguring, um, crippling in many, many ways psychologically. And this poor man had suffered like this, as I say, for many decades. And he'd sought all sorts of kinds of treatments, uh, medical treatments, with primitive ones, but they were used, uh, which co included covering his body in tar and then scraping it off and scraping the psoriasis off, the skin lesion off itself. He'd had goodness knows how much cortisone, and that was beginning to fill his skin out and affect that. Um, he had psychological help, and he'd even gone to the Dead Sea, where people with psoriasis are told to go and bathe themselves in the high salinity waters there, because that is supposed to affect it positively in some cases and because he was Christian and specifically a Catholic in this case he believed he thought consciously that that would be helpful a little bit like going to Lourdes for some believing Christians that helps them well he went and it didn't help him and he was desperate now his daughter worked at the medical center where Pauline and I were based at the time that was a problem because he knew about us through her but it was so personal for him that to expose his vulnerability to goodness knows what he thought psychologically, he didn't particularly want his daughter to know that he was coming in to see us and certainly not what it was about. So when she approached me, it was very tentative and just said it was something to do with my father's background uh, and he would like to talk to you. And that, that's all I was told. When he came in, it was quite clear that though the daughter didn't have an Irish accent that he did and that his roots were over on the island of Ireland and that he was a Roman Catholic in the fullest believing sense that you're likely to encounter in daily life. He wasn't a priest but he was an ordinary guy who had fully internalized that belief system. Then he disclosed what he had which was the psoriasis it actually was visible it's not the kind of thing that you could ignore particularly although of course you would not draw attention to the fact that you'd noticed it until somebody says that they have this is an important thing in rapport when you're working with someone with a condition like that 
So, of course, we get the case study, the case history, as much as he feels able to communicate it. And we then decide on what kind of approach that we're going to use. Now, this is the real reason for this particular podcast is to discuss how you make that assessment. And with a condition like psoriasis, imagery of one form or another is very often useful. Now, you can use, say, something like hypnosis just straight off the bat without any real consideration at all about deeper rapport, deeper structures, deeper things going on in a person's life, and then utilize that to make a psychophysiological change. It's very effective at that, provided that you do understand the bigger picture. There are other forms of imagery, guided imagery, the kind of thing that you might get in behavior modification therapy or even in CBT. And then, of course, for depth psychology, there's active imagination, which is on the surface, as I said earlier, quite different. But at a deep structure level, there's a lot of overlap between all three of those approaches. The key, though, is how you frame your approach and you utilize those methods within the context more widely of the complete person. So in order to do that, then, having gotten the case history and we use Chavreau's pendulum and got the indication that it would be okay for us to help this person with that problem was how do we do that how do we get inside that because there's going to be resistance usually even if Chavreau's pendulum indicates yes it's okay to help it may not necessarily give you all the information you need this is one of the best ways that i'm going to tell you about now of accessing the psyche in anybody and it's easy and it's so obvious but it works if you can find out from somebody where their fantasies are, and I don't mean sexual fantasies necessarily, unless they're included in, in this and what they disclose, but in terms of what gets their imagination, what involves their attention and how they drift into something and lose themselves. For example, a television program, a film, novels, video games, whatever it is that takes their energy and pulls their attention into it so they become absorbed. Most people will have a core of such things that they refer to. The mind drifts off into it. It might be Star Wars, it might be something from Disney, it might be Doctor Who or Star Trek, or it might even be a soap opera. Anything like that, then you get immediately insight into their imaginal world. You also access a path of least resistance from the psyche because by you incorporating that, you're stepping inside that world. This is a routine technique that Paul and I would use, by the way, and we still do. In the UK, Coronation Street was and still is a very popular soap opera. And we've, we've used that many, many times as a focus for imagery. In this particular case, this gentleman was interested in a show which is no longer on the telly, but back then in the 1990s, Bally Kiss Angel, as it was called, which was a story basically about an Irish village and it was focused around a particular pub because it reminded him of home and gave him a continuity for his timeline. It was very, very important to him. And he offered this when I asked him what it was that drew his attention. That then is the big indication of where we need to set his imaginal experience. So, what we would do is then, having got that information, and because we'd use Chevreau's pendulum first in order to find out whether we would get the cooperation of the unconscious, at least initially, to begin the work, 
you know, just to get this person used to going into trance themselves under control of themselves self-hypnosis so he would be taught and was taught self-hypnosis and he got confident with that he realized it's not a case of opening yourself up to somebody else's influence but accessing your own capacity for directed therapeutic change internally in a safe way very important particularly with someone who has somaticized that is to say turned psychological stress into something which is now organic and the information that was once psychological or psychosocial has been alchemically transformed from that level of information and representation into something else in this case psoriasis it appeared on his skin it was an exhibition of distress visible so he was comfortable then having done chavreau's pendulum and self-hypnosis that he would be comfortable going a little deeper into that experience so he'd already told us about Bally Angel and the pub and there was a barmaid in there that he was particularly drawn to so in Jungian terms we know his anima then was appearing as an image in that form very very useful thing again to, to induce a deeper connection with himself through trance which he was in control of so when it came for the actual therapy and this was only on the third session the first session was case history and Chavreau's pendulum the second was teaching him self-hypnosis, getting him used to that experience. And the third one was the clinical intervention. He would, he did put himself into a self-hypnotic trance. And when he was in there then, having used hypnosis to get so far, not too deep, just sufficient that he felt comfortable, we then introduced guided imagery. But it's already been augmented by the hypnotic induction. This guided imagery, which he had no idea I was going to use, I didn't disclose it at that time, but I was giving him the direct suggestion to go to Balikas Angel. And you anchor a person then through sensory modalities, colour. The colours that he experiences through the television when he was watching the programme. Sounds, sounds of voices, perhaps even of birds. The sensation beneath his feet of walking on that road, that road, not any other road, that one temperature of the air on his skin and so forth so you're engaging sensory modalities in an imaginal way we experience physical material outer reality through our senses so through those senses he was metaphorically making sense of the experience on the inside of being there led him to the pub to the door and then provided him with the suggestion that the answer to his problem would be found inside the pub and it would be safe for him to experience this and we'd already got the idiomotor confirmation from his unconscious as we led in with relatively superficial self-hypnosis that he would be all right and there wouldn't be anything threatening in there and he would get a helpful answer so he goes in and because he's in a moderate level of trance he's able to communicate the experience and that experience was as he walked in he saw the barmaid and she welcomed him and gave him a drink and over to his left the left which is significant in the right-handed person and he led the way on this i didn't suggest it on the left there was someone else sitting there this person had a drink already and was waiting for him it turned out that it was his father 
the anima had provided him with the drink which would link him over to the left with his father who was waiting for him he was then able to go down and sit with his father and he just sat there at that point so we knew that the guided imagery had gone as far as it should do at this point then we have to engage active imagination he needed to be given and he was the instruction the disengaging instruction that from this point on it would be him who would communicate with his father and I would know nothing about this he would tell me if he wished later what the content of that communication was so in effect then he'd gone into active imagination and a communication with his dad anyway he did so at the end of that and the only reason I knew it was the end was is that the finger that he was using for idiomotor signaling which was the forefinger of his right hand raised itself up with a spontaneous twitch and I knew then that that meant that there had been a change of state internally and it was time for him to come out so at that point as the therapist then we move him from active imagination into guided imagery so he was able to leave the pub safely and then reorientate him back through the senses so they began to disengage so the colors would fade the sensation of warmth on his skin or the fresh air outside would fade and he would be gradually brought back then into a hypnotic state where you would apply a hypnotic termination to that process and he did and he came out of his trance and then he was able to disclose what happened it was obviously you can guess from this narrative the engagement with his father that led him to understand the nature of his psoriasis and what caused that problem for him. Surprisingly, it wasn't just his father, but he'd been blaming his father all this time, semi-consciously. So if you like, in the name of the father, refers to the fact that he had had that in his mind, that his father is an authoritarian Irish Catholic and the control over him had led to all sorts of issues and problems and had caused this to happen to him. That was his belief. Now his father, by the way, in the outside world was deceased. There was no way he could have had this conversation with his father externally. But even when somebody passes over from life and into metaphorically the collective unconscious we still bear a connection to them through the residual image of our experience of them on the inside this was an opportunity provided spontaneously by his unconscious for him to use the imago of his father to access the cause of a trauma in the past and then to reconcile that and without going into too many details in fact any i'll preserve the anonymity on that he was able then to articulate to me as an external third party what had happened to him. That was then dealt with appropriately and he went away and the psoriasis went to, it went, it gone. It started to fade and re recede and it disappeared. Years later, we were still at that practice and his daughter told us it never came back. It resolved it. So what you had there was a, a compound use of imagery you had standard hypnosis introduced through Chevreau's pendulum to get confirmation that the psyche would allow us to help him 
then the safe induction of self-hypnosis, so he retains the power and control over the process, then it moved on and it became guided imagery to prepare him to encounter something safely according to what his unconscious already was open to experiencing, which was his fantasy relationship to the characters in Ballyka's Angel. Now he thought he really liked the barmaid, the barmaid was to him attractive and interesting, and she turned up in that experience as a psychopomp, which the anima does, welcomed him into the pub and then directed him to his left to meet his deceased father. And he said he had no conscious idea that that would happen, no conscious expectation that that would happen. He just thought he was going to have a nice experience in a pub and it wouldn't be nice, just like being on the telly. <clears throat> Instead, he got the answer he needed. And once he could then internalize that and understand it, his unconscious then released him from the need to have to express this issue, this trauma from the past through his skin. And it went away. So that's a clinical example in brief of how you can use hybrid forms of imagery uh, to achieve a clinical end and get a result very, very quickly. And in there, you have, in effect, cognitive behaviorism in the form of guided imagery. You have hypnotherapy, oh dear, the black arts. And then you also have active imagination in a purely Jungian sense. And of course, you have the anima presence, you have the father imago, you have the psychosomatic representation, and you have the reversal of that. That's practical therapy. In your own lives, if you want to know the quickest way of getting inside your own psyche, ask yourself, where does my imagination go? What's the path of least resistance? But only, only do this, only if you have a stable ego, stable ego, stable conscious personality, because you will open the door to other things if you proceed without caution. So give yourself a hint about where your imagination is, and then you'll be able to get inside your psyche very, very quickly. The path of least resistance, and in his case, in the name of the Father. Difficult as a condition to get rid of, isn't it, psoriasis? psoriasis and, is, and normally, yes. when it's that severe, it requires some kind of immunosuppressant yes. injection yes, in, or, in order to achieve that effect. It does. Um, yeah. So it shows the power of these things. It does, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is true. And Polly knows this because she's had psoriasis herself, if, have, if yes. I can disclose that. Yes, absolutely, um, yeah. And uh, we did work together when she was 16 and mm. we got shut of it. Mm. So I'd already had some experience of doing it, but it mm. wasn't achieved in Pauline's case in the same way, uh, except insofar as um, we, did, we, we, we found a way to achieve the same results, but that was yeah. 42 years ago. Yeah. So in that sense, um, we were nothing like as experienced as we were later on. Mm. But yeah, it, it gave us the confidence to know that the psyche can, can make these changes. And mm. later on, we just had the techniques to do it. Yes. And the confidence to work our, our way in and, and achieve things. But the, the basic uh, outline uh, of what, we, or what I described is what Paul and I would do routinely yeah. when it comes to using imagery. Mm. You know, um, where, where your fantasies go, where your imagination goes, and that, that can be a novel, it can be a film, it can be anything. That's your unconscious telling you that that's its preferred portal. Mm. And it, wouldn't it be rude to ignore that in someone, including in yourself, if you want to make changes? Mm. Then if you had a technique which allows you to make changes, significant changes, powerful changes, very, very quickly, 
then you, you can get results on yourself quickly too. Absolutely. And in my case, it was very severe as well. It was, yeah. And, and it was um, difficulty in my relationship to my father. Yes, it was. Who had told me to grow a thick skin. Yeah. Um, in response to a difficult time I was going through in my life. So I obliged. Yeah. And um, I have to say, um, obviously, meeting yourself and, and being in a loving relationship, probably the first loving connection that I'd, I'd had to an outer man. Mm-hmm. Um, at one level was probably in and of itself enough yes yes yeah it was well, because it, it was an animus issue it was from, an animus from the issue. father and yes. uh, i offered, obviously offered an alternative to that mm. um and uh yeah I, I i thought we'll get we'll get this girl right and we'll, we'll sort this we'll yeah. break we'll break the animus's hold on it yes you know um yeah and when, and when it went, if you think about the actual, the way mm. the disease presents, as you say, is like a, a scaly plaque. Mm. Strangely enough, it kind of, it disappeared from the inside out. Mm. Just either, you know, just little yeah. details. But yeah. for me, that was significant. Yeah. Like an eruption of health from the center. Yes. Yes. Uh, that, yeah. that could be symbolic. It could. It could yeah. easily be symbolic. Yeah. It could be interpreted as that. Yeah. yeah. But as I say, um, be careful about trying this stuff, though, at home. You can do it safely simply by asking yourself and examining yourself in a kind of Socratic dialectical way where your attention, your information and your animation in terms of fantasy comes from. Uh, And then you have the portal from which you can work and, and start to build therapeutic change or personal development change in yourself.